0: You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org.
1: So I want to talk today about hearing God. Everybody with uh, hearing aids, make sure you turn them up so that you can hear, because we want you to hear about hearing God. You don't need your hearing aid to hear God, though. You can hear God without your hearing aids. Uh, but it's it's one of the things that I would love to see as a manifestation, you know, as a confirmation of, of the message of the kingdom of God for all those with hearing impairment to be healed today. I think that would be just a, a wonderful way for the Holy Spirit to just kind of put his seal of approval on, on the message. Uh, I'm not trying to manipulate the Holy Spirit by any means, but. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to heal all hearing impairment today. Because we want to hear God. We want to hear Him with our ears. I I like hearing Him with, with my natural ears. I don't hear Him often with my natural ears, except for when He's speaking through someone else. And then my natural ears hear what the Lord is saying, and it goes down into my spirit, and my spiritual ears say, hallelujah, (laughs) and I'll receive that, and it comes, and it takes full force. Um, You know, I've, I've shared with you that whenever you hear a prophetic word, that there is the old piggyback dynamic on all prophecies. By that I mean, if you hear a word of the Lord to a specific individual and it resonates with you. It's a word that you want to piggyback on. Just accept it and receive it as given to you. Bob, I'm still piggybacking on your, the Lord's going to kiss Linda. And as he gave that, I encouraged everyone to get in on on that. And uh, almost every week I say, Lord, I want to get back on that word. I want to kiss this week from you. Um, You know, Psalm 2 says, kiss the son. And uh, one of the things that I love doing is symbolically anointing my lips and saying, Lord, these lips are anointed to kiss the son of God. And so I want to kiss the Lord and and find that connection and that that oneness with him that my spirit spirit longs for. Now, a lot of times we don't have any problem about hearing God. We know God speaks. He's the word. He said, let there be, and it was. And so he continues and we read the scripture. And when I read the Bible and it says God said, I believe God said it. Don't have any problem reading the word when God says it. I also don't have a problem if there's a prophetic brother that comes up and gives somebody a word. And I thought, boy, you know, that really was the Lord. And as a pastor, I get so excited when my sheep get words from the prophetic people, because I know my sheep, And when I hear the word of the Lord that's going to each individual sheep, it's just like, that is so wonderful, Lord, that is you. That is so you. And I get all excited and I just say, thank you, Lord, for for blessing us with your word. So some of us are really good at believing that God can speak to someone else. The issue comes when it comes to can God speak to me? So one of the things that I want us to look at in hearing God, our first point today, is that t- well, first point is why we're motivated to hear God. Uh, so, some are motivated right now in a fresh way to hear God because of all the, the political climate and what's going on in the world, uh, the end times. We, we want to hear from God so that we know how to move. Others want to hear from God because they're afraid. They have fear that they might go in the wrong direction or (laughs) they, they might make the wrong choice. And so they want to make sure that they're doing the right thing. Those are usually the melancholy temperaments. Anybody really interested in being right? Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we find that sometimes we're so interested in being right and we're so pursuing rightness that we can be what I call dead right. We're right, but we've just harmed a relationship. We've just done something that wasn't fruitful, but we were right. (laughs) Oh Jeepers, I won't get off on that. Uh-huh. Others want to hear from God because they don't want to miss the inside scoop. What's he doing? I want to hear from God. And so a lot of times uh, these folks will, will be listening to all sorts of different things on the internet, uh, prophetic conferences, apostolic conferences. They're, they're listening because they, they want to be on the in, in the know, in the know. Want to know what's going on. All those are wonderful reasons. But this last one, I think, is the best. I want to hear from God because I want to know him. I just want to know him. I want a deeper, more intimate relationship with him. I want to know him. Why? Because we're his bride. We're the bride of Christ. And it's nice to know the one we're engaged to so that when we have the wedding feast of the Lamb, we know what he, where, how He wants us to behave, where we're supposed to sit, what our protocol is. We want to know Him so that the more we know Him, the more we love Him. And one of the ways that the enemy keeps our love cold or lukewarm is because he keeps a distance between us. And somehow we perceive that he's really not that interested in knowing me as much as he is Michelle. And it's like when, when we have that kind of comparison thing and we, we see ourselves as inferior, then all of a sudden there's a little bit of distancing between him. But I want you to kind of hold your hand in front of you right now and say, this is a mirror and say, Jesus loves you and point to yourself and see the reflection that he loves you. Now, you know, you're starting to get a little bit of this if you can say the statement, I'm his favorite. The first time I was invited to say that, it just ruffled every feather I had. It's just like, who do you think you are telling me to tell myself that I am God's favorite? Do you know how ludicrous that sounds? And then I invited the Holy Spirit to show me what is going on in my heart that makes me bristle when I want when, I, when I'm instructed to say, I am God's favorite. Well, most of it is because in our natural sphere of earthly life, when we say someone's our favorite, that that means we prefer them above everybody else. But the wonderful thing about in in God's kingdom, he, per, he prefers everyone of us as his favorite. And he can do that because his love has no limits. There is no measurement by which we can find the capacity of his love. You know, he maxed out at five gallons. No, no, it's infinite. That's why sometimes his, his love is often, you know, brought the analogy of an ocean to understand the ocean of his love because of the vastness of the ocean. Mm-hmm. So, the question is, how do I hear God? And one way that we hear God is through testimony. And right now, Rick Baumgartner is going to come up and share testimony with us of something that happened in Sachem 2015? 2016.
0: 16. There we go. Yeah, I have no problem. With grasping the idea that God can speak to me. I believe he does. He usually speaks to me in uh, ideas, uh, impressions. Um, He speaks to me through his word. He speaks to me through others. But I'm I'm not jealous. I just, I'm envious maybe of of, of some who, God often speaks to in sentences. That just does that's not my experience very often. But this one night in, in Sochem, Uh, God just kind of caught me by surprise. So our assignment was to go to an area of the church, I went right over there, and with pen in hand and and notebook and just write down everything that God was saying. And so um, I I did that, uh, being obedient without much expectation, and all of a sudden my pen started writing on page. So I'm gonna try to get through this, this is a little bit personal for me, and then I wanna do something different with it though in a moment, but uh, this was my conversation with God. So he said to me, come to me as a little child. You always try to act like an adult. Be free to not act your age. I just gotta pause there for a moment. One <coughs> way you know that God's speaking is when everything fits together. What was the key word with Ashley's opening today? Freedom. Free, yeah. I I had picked song, the song list for this week before Wednesday. And the songs were full of the word freedom. Okay, so I'm gonna go on. So, now be free to not act your age. See me exuberantly dancing in heaven all around you. I bring freedom with me. The words, if the sun has set you free, you are free indeed, mean far more than you realize. There is no religious context in those words. If I have set you free, you are really free. And I have set you free to walk in freedom, to live in freedom. You are free to experience boundless joy all the time. You are free to be emotional. You are free to be what I've called you to be. You are free to think about being free, to visualize what that looks like to you. I say you are released to be you. Come, let's enjoy this freedom together. You are free from the expectations of others. More importantly, you are free from your own expectations. My expectations of you are simple. I expect you to be with me. So what does it feel like to you when you feel you're with me? And I said, crying, I feel like crying. He said, is it it a bad crying? I said, no. I'm just overwhelmed by you. Your goodness, kindness, love, mercy, and it makes me cry. So you lose control? I said, yes. He said, you don't like that, do you? And I said, no.
2: <laughs>
0: he said, so I'm freeing you to lose control. And in very small letters, I wrote, OK. And then he said this, come on, let's lose control together. So. As Rick said, I think when a word of prophecy is spoken to a person, it kind of sifts out through the atmosphere and goes into the hearts of anyone who hears it, if they, if they resonate with that word. So what I would like to do, I, I, I wanna give this prophecy, this word, to all of us. I, I'm, I, I'm gonna ask you to do what I ask the people to do on Wednesday. Just sit there, take a deep breath and close your eyes and listen to these words being spoken over you. Come to me as a little child. Come Holy Spirit. You always try to act like an adult, be free, not to act your age. See me exuberantly dancing in heaven all around you. I bring freedom with me. The words of the Son has set you free, you are free indeed mean far more than you realize. There is no religious context in those words. If I have set you free, you are really free. And I have set you free to walk in freedom, to live in freedom. You are free to experience boundless joy all the time. You are free to be emotional. You are free to be what I have called you to be. You are free to think about being free, to visualize what that looks like to you. I say, you are released to be you. Come, let's enjoy freedom together. You are free from the expectations of others. More importantly, you are free from your own expectations. My expectations of you are simple. I expect you to be with me. So, Father, we just open our hearts now and we say the Son has set us free, we are free indeed. Open the eyes of our understanding, open our hearts to know what your freedom is really like. We pray this in
1: Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. So, Holy Spirit, we just want to say release freedom in the name of Jesus to each and every one of us here today. Amen. Especially to those of us that are control freaks. Ooh, Okay. Then we hear God speak to us in dreams. Do you know that English isn't his primary language? Matter of fact, speech really isn't his primary language. He speaks to to us, probably more, as we, as we look in, into the scriptures, we find that he communicates with people through dreams probably more than any other way, outside of, of his prophets that he would raise up to go and send messages to a whole, to a whole city or civilization type of thing. <clears throat> but the dreams, man, I want to encourage you to take seriously your dreams. I believe in having a dream journal I recommend it and in today's day of electronic devices you probably have your cell phone charging pretty close to your bed and so if you have a dream and it's a wonderful dream or it's a dream that you sense man I think this might be from God put some bullet points down. Just go over a, a, a little skeleton and, and put it down so that you have it, so that you can go back and refer to it. Uh, I, you've heard me share the testimony, but we've got some new folks here today. It's, we, we got a special couple that was part of the vineyard way back when Jack's was uh, in town, before all these other six, five vineyards came into being. And uh, it's good to have Frank and Judy with us today, and we bless your attendance. But uh, I I had a dream and in my dream, the Lord took me to heaven and showed me how to pray to minister to people with cancer so that they would be healed. And I was just elated in that dream. I was so overjoyed. I thought this is the greatest dream ever. And I thought, I don't need to get up and write this one down. There's no way I can forget this. Because when I was up there, I just thought, this is so simple. Why didn't we see that? I can't believe that we didn't know to minister to people this way. It is just like a no brainer. And then I woke up the next day and I could not remember the dream. And I've repented and repented and repented and repented and continue to repent and say, Lord, give me the dream. Give me would you give me just a hint? Give me a, you know, a snippet of, of what the dream was and and could not get anything. On that at all so it was like oh. so I made a vow in my heart that I will no longer let my lazy body stay horizontal when the Lord gives me a dream I will get up and make some bullet points so that I can refresh my memory when I wake up It felt like the sower uh, the seed in the sower parable where the seed went out, I received the word, and then the fowl of the air came and snatched it. And by morning, I could not even remember what it was. And I thought that is absolutely crazy. So then when Bob gave that prophetic word about the Lord was going to kiss Linda, and I said, Oh, Lord, don't forget me, I want to kiss. Um, that week was the week that I got a kiss from the Lord. And I shared that in another message. So I won't go at length into that. But in that I had a dream. And I went back to heaven and the Lord was showing me not just cancer, but how to kill all sickness and diseases. And I just thought, Oh, this is really cool. It was his presence. Minister the presence of the Lord, the living Lord to those who are sick, ill, diseased, because it's his presence in his presence, his fullness of life and joy. There nothing, nothing in the kingdom of darkness can stand or remain in the presence of God. And I thought, oh, that's good, but that's so simplistic. I mean, how do you? And then I got another dream. And in this dream, I was in the presence of incredible, indescribable light. Glory, it was the presence of God. I knew it was God, and it was absolutely terrifying. I was never more frightened in my life, and I've had many frightening experiences: near miss auto accidents, uh, rattlesnake rattling his rattle as I'm going down the steps, and as a you know an eight-year-old, I hear that and I, I was gone and. You know, so I've had frightening experiences. This was terrifying, but it was not horrifying. There was no horror in it, but it was absolutely terrifying. And I had no words that could describe what I was experiencing in that dream, other than it was just so much that it was blowing me away. And out of fear, I stepped out of the dream. And I, awo- I was awake and I thought, oh, Lord, That was your presence i am so sorry i'm such a big chicken that i i i chickened out of the dream and and i came out i said can i go back in i've had several god dreams i've never ever been allowed to go back into a dream that i had exited i don't know if there's a spiritual law about that i don't know what the dynamics that's just been my experience no no chapter and verse No Bible reference. That's just my my personal experience. But the Lord let me come right back in and I was right back in and it was like the intensity was so overwhelming. I knew I couldn't take it. I knew I couldn't stay there. I knew I couldn't last. But I wanted to and I stayed as long as I could and then I came back out and I said, Lord, I am so sorry. I love your presence. Could I go back in again? He allowed me to. So I was in his presence that night three times. Twice I, well, yeah, twice I chickened out. (laughs) And as I went back in, it was just like, it was so amazing. And then he was saying, That's the terrifying presence that you minister to the sick and diseased that will drive out everything of the kingdom of darkness out of their bodies. It's that intense, terrifying presence of God that will make all the difference to whatever plagues the human heart and body and spirit. It's his presence. And it was like, whoa, that was so amazing. Thank you, Lord. Now, I've prayed for people since, and I like to pray the presence. I like to release the terrifying presence of God to the diseased cells. I really don't want to scare the willies out of people the way I was terrified, but I would like for the darkness, the disease, the sickness, the virus, I would like for them to experience the terrifying presence of the living God, and watch them, watch them leave. So dreams is one of the ways that he speaks, and I, I've, I've gotten to the place where I'm welcoming him, welcoming him to speak to me more and more through dreams. Then there's impressions, and Rick mentioned those, and and there's, you know, sometimes we're. we're just going about the marketplace. We're just doing life and all of a sudden someone gets highlighted or we're at the cash register and the cashier's working on our order and we get an impression and that's when we need to just step out and make an inquiry. You know, you don't have to say, the Lord said that you got a headache. I mean, just, just, you don't have to get religious about it and just say, how are you feeling? How's your head? Just make an inquiry. Wanted to help you with your track record of knowing, yeah, I think I'm hearing things more and more correctly or accurately, and that will build your faith level to continue to pursue. And then if you find, no, they don't have a headache, then you have a great conversation with the Holy Spirit saying, I thought you were saying this, what did I miss? Can you you continue to grow and develop me in discerning how you're wanting me to relate?" And uh, sometimes, you know, those impressions, I get the pain that they have, and I'm walking and I have no pain in my foot, and all of a sudden I come up to someone and now my right foot's throbbing. And I'm thinking, whew, is this me? Or did I step on something? What, oh. something going on with your right foot and you just make an inquiry and you find out and that's how we continue to process and grow and develop in our walk with jesus so that we're becoming light and salt in the world Uh, the fourth is the scripture obviously duh you know but rick and linda have introduced through a couple of their Uh, Daily Connections, I, Michelle may have also put it in hers, uh, of reading Ephesians, but reading Ephesians as it personally relates to you, and going through chapter one, and realizing all those incredible things are for you personally. Don't read it as if it's to the church at Ephesus, read it as if it's to you personally. Let the scripture minister to you. And then the last one is Other. There's no way that we can limit the ways in which God communicates, because He can communicate through so many different ways. My wife is absolutely mesmerized by the beauty of flowers. And every time we go, especially if it's to another geographical area in this in our country, and she's got her phone out and she's taking pictures of every flower on the sidewalk as we're walking it's like, man, this is incredible. But there's something about the beauty of creation that speaks. God speaks to us through creation. I've got another friend that he has a whole ministry called Sunset Prayers, and he takes a picture of the sunset almost every night and he prays and he is moved by God's presence when he sees a sunset. And and some of these incredible skylines that we've been seeing uh, during the sunsets are just magnificent. And it speaks of the glory of God. His creation is constantly. I look at Chewie, the little rascal that he is, and I hold his little face and I say, God, this is a creature that you created. This little thing is absolutely adorable. I did that with all my kids. Now they're gone and grown, and waiting for the grandkids, more and more grandkids. And But the beauty of creation, beauty of things. And then never underestimate whenever you're in, in some place and there's a conversation going on that God doesn't speak to you as you overhear someone else's conversation. And don't underestimate if you're watching a movie and all of a sudden there is an expression that says, and the Holy Spirit captures it into your heart. Avatar. <laughs> when they say, I see you. Oh, my gosh, the Holy Spirit started doing backflips. And he's saying, I see you. And I thought, ooh." and, and some of those things just never underestimate A secular moment when all of a sudden God speaks his word to your heart. It is so good. So other. So today, I feel like we're going back old style vineyard, school of kingdom ministry, clinic time. We want to give an activation time. What Rick was talking about, what took place, was after an activation time, and then it was a a spiritual exercise where we just went and, and wrote. Um, during that time we wrote sentences for others uh, another time on another another uh, evening. We wrote, we wrote just one sentence and asked the Lord who's the sentence for and we went and gave it to them. Everybody have a pen? should be in the front chair. There should be a pin there. If not ushers, uh, check the little basket back there at the offering box and make sure everybody's got a pen. If you didn't get a bulletin, raise your hand. You gotta have something to write on. It's really interesting. Because today we're, we're, we're going to do a practical, we need a pen over here, practical experience just hearing the Lord first I'd like for you to write a sentence from the Lord or more I'm not going to limit him but first it's for yourself write what you think the Lord's saying to you you're saying well I can't make something up listen if you're writing something down that says yeah dear Fred you messed up again I am so exasperated Love God. It's probably not coming from (laughs) the Lord. (laughs) We want want the Lord to speak from his perspective. I have a a little devotional that I want to just kind of read to help you get in the spirit of this. It says, do you know what Jesus sees when he looks at you? He sees a beautiful garden filled with fruit. He sees life blossoming inside of you that you may not see yourself. So this isn't an exercise for you to write how you see yourself. This is an exercise for the Lord to express his word to you. Your spirit has awakened to the one who calls you beautiful. Saturated with his love and glory, your heart is the perfect ground for fruit to grow. God has planted seeds of love and treasures of grace within you. Never underestimate the the importance of what you carry. Some of the gifts and talents that you have may still be hidden, save for a specific time in your life when God knows they'll best serve you and those you are called to share them with. Or perhaps the power and anointing that resides within you has gone untapped, and you find yourself doubting if you have anything to offer. Whether you're in a season of barrenness or fruitfulness, God's perfect timing must be trusted. Maintain your posture of worship and stay true in the holy stay tuned in, to the Holy Spirit. The unveiling of your inward beauty is about to be revealed. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, how do you see me? How do you feel about me? What would you like to say to me? For those of you that have already heard that, the same thing, now it's for someone else. Is there a sentence that you would like someone to receive today from your heart to their heart? And take a moment and write that down. Mm -hmm. While you're doing that, I'm gonna ask Bob Combs to come up and share another testimony uh, from John 17 Ministries, just an incredible testimony of of God's amazing love.
2: As uh, the group was sharing about dreams, the Lord brought back something that uh, was spoken on new year's eve 20 plus years ago at your church Mm. two things and also at the picnic at your your
1: backyard one time and he's prompted me to repeat those and one is there is no end to the increase of his kingdom and of his peace Mm -hmm. it's
2: always increasing (laughs) And the second thing is what he prompted me to say so many years ago at the picnic, I say again, the Lord is releasing dreams and visions to everyone here. Manifest dreams and visions that you will remember of his love, of his faithfulness. Let it be. I'm going to read a A newsletter, as best I can. I'm not going to use the people's names. So,
1: it starts out over 20 Hezbollah soldiers
2: mercilessly attacked the pastor and two young evangelists. And they both, the two young evangelists, died, leaving two widows and five young children. Recently, those same soldiers kidnapped the young widows and children. A week later,
1: two of the evangelists, two other evangelists were leading
2: a healing service when they noticed two men with machine guns. Now this is current day happening now in the Middle East. This is not sometime in the past. Yes, is present tense now. So he, uh, they approached these two men with the machine guns. The older man said, "Are you so and so?" And he, the man said, "Yes." The man continued, "We were sent to kill you. Too many so listen. Too many soldiers are leaving the ranks of the Muslim ranks." For this Jesus but we see you heal and help people I cannot do it I listen to you I listen to you our testimonies our words are important we are guilty of many horrible things and murders we are not human anymore please take our guns and kill us deserve to die. The evangelist said no Jesus will forgive you. The two soldiers unburdened their hearts. The men shared we helped attack the pastor of these two uh, young evangelists and we killed them. The, The evangelist said Jesus forgives you, and so do I. Jesus forgives you, and so do we. The men continued, We helped kidnap the widows and the children. We helped kidnap the widows and children. The evangelist interrupted, saying, We have looked everywhere for them. Please tell us where they are the two men began weeping. They shared the woman had been brutalized, killed, and buried, and they had tried to intervene for the children, but failed, the children were killed. Falling to their knees, weeping, they pleaded to be shot. They were animals, and they did not deserve to live. But, The Christians wept as they heard this news and said over and over again that nothing was too great for Jesus. Nothing was too great for Jesus. Nothing is too great for Jesus. And nothing is too great for him to forgive or for them to forgive. The two repented bitterly with tears and came to Jesus. They prayed for these two men, and before the end of the week, these two men asked to be disciples, and were sharing the freedom of forgiveness with other soldiers. When the other believers heard of the death, they were overwhelmed. One sister lifted her voice, saying, "Perhaps this is mercy. They are together." Again with her family and they are with Jesus. We all will be there someday. When the news of the death reached the other families, they were inconsolable. They gathered to confront the pastor and they entered the hospital room where the pastor has been laid up, shot up and recovering, trying to recover from brutalization in the past. They've tried to kill him multiple times, but Jesus is not yet. But he lays in bed, cannot walk. They went to the hospital room in agony. These families, they were filled with rage, but the pastor wept with compassion over them. That's the presence When you weep with compassion over people, you're releasing the glory. You're releasing his presence. So he wept with compassion and when they had poured out their pain to exhaustion, he asked if he could share why their children gave their lives. These precious Muslims listened in a miracle that defies reason but reveals the power of Jesus before the afternoon ended. They all knelt and received Jesus as Lord. By evening, these parents of the fathers and mothers, listen, these parents of the fathers and mothers, the grandparents of these dear children said, together we have made a decision Teach us fast. We must carry on the work that our children began. The power of the testimony. Mm. In conversations with the pastor and another uh, pastor that's in Pakistan, we all agree that the persecutions in the Middle East and elsewhere this year have far been more brutal more relentless, evil, and more intent upon attacking children and women, there is only one response: our love, our love, and our forgiveness must exceed and not and must exceed and outpersevere the hatred and the darkness. We must, with prayers, training, evangelism, food and medical care, show them the true heart of Jesus. And release that forgiveness and whatever else he tells us to release. Amen. So we pray blessings upon these men and families in Jesus' name. Amen. Live, live, live.
1: I don't know if you caught all of that on just the first reading, but uh, the children were stolen. little little believing children, children that had come to Christ. Their parents hadn't yet. Their parents were still Muslim. And through the death of the children, the parents and the grandparents came and they received Jesus. Amazing, amazing. Okay, Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for speaking to us in so many different ways. We, we receive uh, the prophetic word of dreams and visions being released upon us. We receive, Father, the power of Scripture and how it can radically encounter us and change us and transform. <clears throat> we thank you, Father, for testimonies. Do it again, Lord. When we hear what you've done before, we say do it again and do it in our situation. And I pray, Father, that if there's there's those here today that need to hear uh, that they are forgiven by you and that they are loved by you, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would take that deep into their heart so that the ones who may know intellectually, biblically that they're forgiven, I pray, Father, that there would be a manifestation of the grace to forgive ourselves. Yes, Lord, take, it, take forgiveness deeply today. And Father, for the word of freedom, I pray, Father, anywhere where we're caught in, in patterns uh, of uh, addiction, bondage, whatever, or just the freedom to be who we are, who you've created us to be. I pray that social peer pressure would be released and that there would be a, an ability to embrace who you've truly created us to be and so we give you this morning we give you the rest of our lives for all eternity we we long to know you to see you and to hear you and so father thank you for what you've done in jesus name amen blessings to those watching online i pray that the lord is releasing all sorts of wonderful manifestations of his love and presence to you and for those here you are now free to rise and get out out of the cabin and give your words to one another if you didn't get anything written as you get in the presence of someone the lord may just give you a word of encouragement you just feel free to bless one another and let's continue in these wonderful days of kingdom life in jesus name amen oh communion thank you thank you oh yeah 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 so excited with all the testimonies <laughs> Lord, we thank you for your body given for us. We delight in you. You said that the the bread was for the children. It represented healing. And Father, we would just come and stand for these that uh, need to receive the healing power of Jesus. We give thanks to you and we eat in remembrance of you. Lord, the cleansing of your blood, the power of your blood. They overcame the evil one by the word of their testimony, the blood of the lamb. We acknowledge the blood of the lamb has power to deliver and to set free And so we give you thanks, and we drink in remembrance of you. Now as the worship team comes and plays, you feel free to move and give words of encouragement to one another.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's podcast.